Lance Lynn and the Chicago White Sox were embarrassed in Kansas City on Wednesday night. They lost to the Royals 9-1. to Lynn had a miserable performance and is doing a very good Dallas Keuchel 2022 impression or maybe even John Danks from 2016. Sox offense was just as disappointing. The White Sox will now try for a split for the for now last place Royals on Thursday afternoon with Mike Clevenger on the Hill. You are locked on White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Locked On White Sox. Thank you for making Locked On White Sox your first listen each and every day. Uh, we're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Sox. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, just search Locked on White Sox. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked on MLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Murawski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan, recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTV. Lockdown White Sox is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Our White Sox take on the Kansas City Royals on Thursday. Mike Clevenger on the hill for the Sox. Catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Uh, search White Sox. Wow. Uh, our White Sox are 13 and 25. Uh, it was a pathetic game Wednesday night at Kauffman Stadium. Sox lost to the Royals 9 to 1. Oh, man. Almost no words. Absolutely speechless while watching, uh, you know, some of Lance Lynn's just offerings with two strikes. You know, we're going to get to the details later on in this episode. I mean, he was throwing batting practice. I mean, it, it wasn't even competitive. Uh, he just looks, uh, he looks off, more than off. Uh, he looks confused. I don't know if he knows what's going on. And uh, after a game like Wednesday, boy, I have to go back to these quotes by our fearless leader, uh, General Manager Rick Hahn. This year seems different to me, Hahn said. Uh, this year seems different just from the level of energy, the level of focus, and the commitment. Just eager to get going to show that last year was an aberration uh, and that wasn't who we are. And we're going to be back on track to the team we saw in 2020 and 21 and regain our place among the teams that are contending for championships. We know we have something to prove that we belong there and look forward to get going on that. Boy, uh, it is different. Uh, it's worse. That's the problem. It's absolutely worse. Uh, and here I thought, you know, last year uh, at this time, you know, the Sox kind of floundering, uh, pretty mediocre. I'm like, wait a second, this team uh, won the Central easily in 2021. What is happening with these guys? You know, we had some injuries, but 
it just didn't seem like there was any life. But they were around 500 at this time. Uh, we are 13 and 25. Uh, so here's another uh, fun one from Rick Hahn. Uh, this, of course, from the uh, this past offseason. Uh, there's reason to believe in this group, and we weren't going to simply make changes for the sake of making changes. It's betting on the talent that's in there. The manager and the coaching staff put in the best position to succeed and hopeful that some of the alterations we made will improve our luck from a health standpoint. Uh, well, there were some roster moves. You know, there was some stuff going on. Once again, uh, last week ago back where they had that big 11 roster move situation. Uh, there was some roster moves before Wednesday's game. And, there, and there's probably going to be some more roster moves uh, before the homestand. But honestly, I mean, some of these roster moves, it's like rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic uh, at this point. Uh, Sox designated right-hander uh, Alex Colome or Alexander Colome for assignment uh, and selected the contract of outfielder Jake Marisnik from AAA Charlotte uh, on Wednesday per a team announcement. Marisnik will join the active roster uh, as veteran outfielder Billy Hamilton heads to the 10-day injured list due to a hamstring strain. Uh, Chicago has also recalled righty Nick Padilla from Charlotte. We saw Padilla in the game uh, on Wednesday, Ozzie Gein had some interesting comments uh, in the NBC Sports Chicago pregame on the Billy Hamilton uh, hamstring strain. I mean, he was beside himself that Billy Hamilton, after running hard in two or three different scenarios, pulled a hamstring. It was actually quite comical. Always is when Ozzie Gein just absolutely lets it go. Uh, and he... Uh, he had some interesting thoughts. He almost alluded, and I don't want to, you know, I'm putting words into his mouth maybe here, but it seemed like he was alluding maybe to that it wasn't actually a hamstring strain. They were just sending him away uh, and bringing up Jake Marisnik. Uh, Marisnik, uh, he was out to a slashing 264, 407, 391 in Charlotte so far this season, but over the Past five big league seasons, Marisnik is a, a 228 to 285 406 hitter. Uh, also, Jake Berger is cleared uh, to start his rehab assignment. And Oscar Colas is uh, he's mashing the ball in AAA. And uh, that is great to see. Uh, and I'm just wondering, it, does, it, does it even matter at this point? But I guess maybe wondering out loud and, and now to all of you, and maybe you can have these conversations with other uh, White Sox fans in your life. Uh, come at me with some comments on LockedOnSox at gmail.com. We can bring, a, bring it to a mailbag episode. But wondering if what would have happened if Oscar Colas just started you know, the season in AAA. Now, he didn't have a lot of time down there at all. Uh, and there were some folks that were saying, uh, if I had my choice, I would like to see Colas get get some, you know, get a couple weeks down there before he faces big league pitching. And again, we'll never know. But what would what would happen hypothetically if if Colas did start in AAA and got his confidence up, and you know he was uh, able to handle pitches and you know just got himself going, and then came to the big league level. Uh, we'll never know. You know, it was big league le level right away. Sox didn't make any big 
additions to right field. Fan in the flames and the Oscar Colas hype. Had a, had a decent spring training, earned a spot, and uh, you know he scuffled as he as he would. You know he was gonna he, the whole season was gonna be an issue, but they knew that they had to know that. So demoting him because he wasn't be able to handle major league pitching, I just felt like that uh, that that wasn't the right way to handle it. Anyway, I'm glad he's doing well in AAA. Uh, hopefully he does come uh, back up soon and uh, can keep that hot bat up on the south side. Uh, wondering what they're going to do with him, though, in right field. Are they going to hand him the position, you know, just like that and say, well, we're back to the old days. You're going to be our go-to uh, right fielder, even against lefties. Uh, you know, we'll talk about some of those matchups here in a little bit because there's a lot of there's a lot of rearranging that's going to have to be done with this lineup if Mankata comes back soon. Uh, so the uh, Alexander Colomay reunion, uh, the short-lived reunion, I always thought that was kind of bizarre. Uh, he tossed three innings uh, with four runs allowed, two of them earned on two hits and three walks. His 93.9 mile-per-hour average fastball in that time tied a career low from the 2021 season. So I believe I've got this number right. He's the third reliever since the season started that has been DFA'd. You had uh, Ruiz, and then of course Diekman, who has been picked up by the Rays. We'll see what he does with uh, see what the Rays do with him, uh, and then now Colome. Uh, so Sox scrambling. You know what is, does it feel like a desperation move? Uh, it's sometimes you know by grabbing Colome like they did, it just seemed like you know they're just throwing stuff against the wall and seeing what's going to stick. I mean, I guess they're doing something. They're trying to do something, but the tools that they have are just not the right tools. You know, it's like you've got this toolbox of all uh, a bunch of incorrect tools, and you just keep shuffling through. Well, maybe this one works. You know, I'm trying. I'm trying different things. It's just you didn't have the right stuff to begin with, and that's a whole, you know, off-season issue. Um, so they just don't have a lot of choices right now. So things will be interesting, I think, when everybody does get healthy, if uh, that happens. You know, you've got sheets. Uh, Jimenez were being told might play a little bit in right field and then Colas. So is it going to be, you know, a carousel? Is it just still going to be Oscar Colas's uh, uh, position? I mean, how are you going to get sheets, those at bats? And what are you going to do with Jimenez? Because, you know, he is resting his legs now while he's also recovering from the appendectomy. Uh, so his legs can be ready to play a position he should never be playing. Uh, and then you've got the DH position. You've got Berger. You got Sheets possibly at DH. You got Jimenez. Uh, and then Sebi has been playing, you know, pretty good catcher, uh, pretty reliable back there. It seems to be uh, earning some trust, especially from a guy like Giolito, who's kind of his go-to catcher. You know, Yaz has still got some pop in the bat, uh, but, you know, are you trusting more Sebi behind the plate? So then you're going to want Yaz, you're going to want that bat. Uh, is a DH, but you've got all these other DH options that you want to keep getting, uh, you know, at bats to. Because again, if you're not getting consistent at bats, I think there's going to be a problem. Jake Berger talked about it, uh, you know, recently. It's like, well, if I'm not getting consistent at bats, you know, I just can't get into the groove, whether it's lefty or righty. Aloy Jimenez spoke on it last year when he was kind of playing a few games and then they would sit him to try to rest him. Uh, and then play a few. He just could not get into a rhythm. Ozzy said on the score, I believe it was uh, on Wednesday, 
that the White Sox could win the division. And essentially it's coming down because it's a, a bad division. But the White Sox are, are slowly finding themselves uh, creeping towards the cellar that is right now occupied by the Royals. But it's maybe a couple games uh, difference. Uh, in terms of runs scored, they mentioned on the pregame, the White Sox are the highest ranked AL Central team coming into Wednesday's game. Uh, and that's great and all. Uh, but second most earned runs given up in all of baseball. And that was on display uh, Wednesday night. Lance Lynn continues to confuse fans and maybe even himself. He had another forgettable outing and the offense could not help him out. Uh, more on that in a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee. Uh, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hype for the fun you'll have. Forget months of planning in advance. Uh, Game Time has deals on the tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. Uh, the Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and row for less. Uh, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Uh, get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're set. Uh, tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Uh, game time. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. The Chicago White Sox play the Cincinnati Royal Kansas, Kansas City. I wish we were playing Cincinnati again, especially that Sunday game. Sox playing the Kansas City Royals on Thursday. Mike Clevenger on the Hill. Catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast with Sirius XM and the SXM app. Search White Sox. Sox lost to the Royals. Uh, it was embarrassing. Nine to one on Wednesday at Kauffman Stadium. It was Lance Lynn against Brad Keller. Uh, that Brad Keller, that uh, that TA bat flip turned him into a bobblehead uh, Brad Keller from several years ago. Uh, coming into Wednesday's game, Sacks offense, 16 home runs in the last 11 games, 10 of 16 with runners on base, six multi-home run games, uh, home runs in nine straight games, the longest of the season. Everything went cold for the Sacks on Wednesday night. Uh, it was ugly. Uh, top of first, Anderson was back in the lineup. Good to see that the legs are feeling good. He had a leadoff walk. Uh, can the Sox make Keller pay? That's what I was wondering. Uh, ben Attendee drew a walk, so you got two on, nobody out. Uh, Andrew Vaughn hit into a 5-4-3 double play. Uh, Tim Anderson to third. Luis Robert Jr. can't lay off a couple of pretty good sliders from Keller, then struck out on a 3-2 slider to end the inning. That was a theme for Robert all night long. Uh, bottom of first, a uh, horrible inning for Lance Lynn. Uh, I was tracking Lynn's approach when he had two strikes and a hitter uh, throughout his outing. Uh, the first inning was just altogether bad. Uh, he had Pasquantina 0-2 and then threw him a fastball that did not have any movement 
uh, caught the inside half of the plate, and it was ripped for a double down the a right field line. Salvi Perez destroyed a non-competitive sinker for a double. Uh, Royals got on the board early. Lynn had Melendez 3-2. Another belt-high offering from Lynn that was mashed to right field. Uh, Prado had solid contact to drive in the second run of the inning for Kansas City. Uh, Lynn's two strike pitches were completely not competitive, and his approach early uh, on was just basically throwing everything in the zone with zero movement. And Royals make contact. Uh, third run scored on an error by Andrews at second base. Uh, Lynn had Massey 0-2. Another two-strike base hit given up. Everything was in the zone, not just two-strike pitches. It was 4 nothing Royals. So six hits, four earned runs, one walk, zero strikeouts, 37 pitches for Lynn after the first. Uh, top of second. Sox had runners on the corners with nobody out. Alberto with an RBI, a single to get the Sox on the board. Lots of opportunities to add more, uh, but the Sox were not able to. Uh, it was 4-1 Kansas City at that point. Bottom second. It looked like the approach and mindset was adjusted. Uh, Lance Lynn went to the outside corner to strike out Perez, and then he took something off his cutter to get Melendez. Uh, Lynn had a 1-2-3 inning. Top of third, Sox went very quietly. Luis Robert Jr. with his second strikeout of the game. Uh, Keller absolutely had his number, and that number was a slider out of the zone, and he kept dialing it. Uh, bottom of the third, Lynn looked more comfortable using his changeup effectively on the corners, uh, mixed up speeds and eye level, which was nice. Uh, had Duffy 0-2 with two outs and went a few inches outside. Uh, got him to chase. That is absolutely where Lance Lynn has to live with two strikes, uh, 59 pitches after three innings. Top of four, Keller. You know, Brad Keller did not have overpowering stuff. Uh, but he kept the White Sox off balance uh, with his slider, kind, kind of, uh, you know, what like how Granky did. You know, Granky just kept you off balance. You know, he knew he wasn't going to overpower you with his fastball. Uh, just two hits for the White Sox through four innings. Uh, bottom of four, Massey destroyed a 2-0 fastball. That was absolutely middle-middle for a solo home run, 5-1 Royals. I mean, Royals were hitting the ball hard, but again, that's what you do when you see a pitch in the zone uh, time after time again. Uh, Luis Robert Jr. Uh, saved it from being a bigger inning uh, with flash some leather. 78 pitches through four innings for Lynn. Let's go bottom five. Lynn gave up a leadoff walk, then Prado hit a laser to right field for a two-run home run. It was 7-1 Royals. I mean, this was a batting practice fastball. Right down Main Street, uh, Lynn's performance on Wednesday uh, was pathetic. Uh, top of six, Kansas City went to the bullpen. Vaughn with a leadoff single. A third strikeout for Robert on a pitch nowhere near the zone. Uh, bottom six, sacks in the bullpen. Uh, Padilla, who they just recently called up, uh, the Royals tacked another run off of him. And then the bottom of the seventh, uh, Royals did not stop a home run off of Padilla, made it 9-1 uh, Kansas City. So Lance Lynn's final line, uh, five innings, nine hits, seven earned runs, two walks, four strikeouts, two home runs. His ERA, 7.51. 
I believe it's among worst of all uh, MLB starters. Uh, so Lynn, Lance Lynn is putting up, you know, some John Danks 2016 type of vibes. If you remember that season, uh, Danks started maybe 0-4, 0-6 in the year, and then he was DFA'd. Uh, obviously, uh, Dallas Keuchel from 2022, those types of numbers. And Keuchel was was DFA'd in the summer. Um, Lance Lynn just does not look good. And and he really, I mean, he had that that outing against Tampa where he took, he took the no-hitter into the seventh. But, I mean, he's just getting hit because he's throwing everything into the zone. None of it has movement. It's not, it's not a competitive approach. Uh, and, boy, the Royals... You know, they, that's been talked about throughout this whole series. Benetti and Stone talking about the Royals. You know, they hit on two strikes. They make contact. That is a new approach from last year. And it was almost like Lance Lynn's like, I, I don't care. I, I know what your approach is, but I'm just going to throw it right down the middle. I mean, it, it had to be misses. There's no way that could really be what he was trying to do. But, I mean, it happened over and over and over on Wednesday night. Um, I don't know what Lancelin's future is like, but I don't have a lot of confidence in him bouncing back. Uh, Sacks offense, one run, six hits, zero extra base hits. Sacks were one for eight with runners in scoring position. Uh, so coming into the game, uh, Luis Robert Jr., pretty hot, uh, eight game hitting streak, slashing uh, 462, 588, 923. Three doubles, three home runs, and eight RBIs. Uh, Scott Merkin had some stuff that he maybe will turn into an article, but he was putting some uh, quotes out on Twitter on Wednesday. And this was uh, a quote, uh, literally an actual quote from Luis Robert on plate approach. Honestly, I just checked the speed of the pitches that the pitcher has. The pitcher I'm facing that day has. There is too much information that I don't like to look at. To me, the simpler, the better. Well, that's that's good, but I would suggest, I would just suggest maybe check to see if the starter has a good slider or just a slider, just to, just to watch out for that. On Wednesday, Robert was 0 for 4 with four strikeouts. Uh, never in my wildest dreams, well, I shouldn't say wildest dreams because it is, you know, this, this has been the 2023 season and everything that we've seen, I just would have never predicted. I, I just didn't think we'd be talking about the Sox needing to win on Thursday afternoon to walk away with a split. But here we are, uh, 2023 wrapped up into one series. Um, more on that uh, in a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by So Rare. Our new sponsor, So Rare, is a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace uh, transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across all 30 MLB teams. Unlike other fantasy baseball platforms, so rare managers truly own their fantasy experience, collecting, buying, selling, and competing with player cards against global opponents to win epic rewards. Uh, win or lose, you still own your cards and there's no cost to play. Plus, the more you win, the more you advance, collecting increasingly powerful cards and accessing next-level competitions and rewards. Head to SoRare.com slash LockedOn. Uh, that's spelled S-O-R-A-R-E dot com to draft your team of free player cards, set your lineup, and start competing today to win epic rewards. Again, that's SoRare.com slash LockedOn to start playing today. 
series finale on Thursday afternoon uh, in Kansas City uh, at Kauffman Stadium. You got Mike Clevenger uh, on the mound. Clevenger has a, get this, a 9-0 record with an ERA of 1.98 and 87 strikeouts and 14 appearances against the Royals in his career. Now, Clevenger has not faced the Royals since 2020 when he was with Cleveland, but some pretty impressive numbers there, if it means anything. We'll see. Uh, this year so far, Clevenger is 2-3 and three with an ERA of 4.84, uh, 33 strikeouts and 7 uh, appearances this season. Last start was against Cincy. He went six innings, uh, gave up four earned runs. Sox lost that uh, middle game in that series against the Reds. We'll be keeping an eye on how Clevenger manages uh, a two-strike ap approach. Hopefully it's competitive. Uh, hopefully he's on the corners, mixing up the eye levels. Uh, Sox absolutely have to win this game, and then maybe 20 more after that, and when we can start talking uh, about uh, this, this season feeling a little bit different, as Rick Hahn had to say. Uh, folks, thank you so very much for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere you find your podcast. We're on Twitter at Lockdown Sox. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and get those questions and comments in. Uh, maybe even do a, a mailbag, who knows, part, part mailbag on uh, next episode. Uh, get the, get all that in at LockedOnSocks at gmail.com. Uh, Sox take on the Royals, Clevenger on the Hill. Catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search White Sox. Thanks for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen every day. Hey, everydayers, on the next episode, I will recap Mike Clevenger's outing and hopefully be celebrating a White Sox winner. Appreciate you making time for the Lockdown White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Morowski. Until next time, go Sox.